With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Okay, we're about a third of the way through the 2018 NFL regular season. As you look at the landscape of the National Football League, I'm having a difficult time finding greatness. Sure, the Rams are 5-0. and Yes, the Chiefs are 5-0. That could change tonight as they take on the Patriots in Sunday Night Football. You've got a Bengals team that's sitting atop the AFC North at 4-1. Saints have seemed to turn things around after their opening week loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But where is greatness in the National Football League? You've got about three or four teams sitting here in Week 6 that we think that are pretty good, and everybody else is just kind of there or awful. We try to sort it out today as it is a very intriguing Week 6 for multiple reasons. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Well, I'm having a difficult time finding greatness in Week 6 and throughout the National Football League. I am not having a difficult time in finding greatness when it comes to fantasy football information because week in and week out of the fantasy football season, I have greatness sitting to the right of me as he provides you knowledge of winners and must plays for your fantasy football team to succeed. We're not a bunch of also rands. He's not going to give you garbage. He's going to give you the information to make you be great. He is the one. He is the only. He is Mike Harmon. 
Wow, that is a big, bold introduction as we get to week six. Some tasty over-unders sitting on the schedule today. Uh, I'm taking you into my next contract negotiations. <laughs> it's true. Before it's I true. get into any kind of numbers or any details, I'm just going to give you a megaphone and just let you shout from the rooftop, Dan. Uh, great day of college football leading into, well, I mean, because let's face it, we needed something to cleanse our, our palates after what Eli Manning gave us uh, on Thursday night. I, I don't single him out. It was a train wreck all around, and Pat Shermer just keeps talking I don't. I don't know if he <laughs> believes himself. Is he? If he's trying to go the Costanza route, if you know you're not lying, if you believe it true, because he's still saying, "Hey, Eli's okay." Who knew that going to a Vanderbilt football game where you lose by ten is the highlight of your football weekend? How about because that? That's what that's what Pat Shermer had to deal with watching his son play quarterback for Vandy because Thursday was not good. And there was a whole bunch of reality smack dab in the face of the New York Giants, and the reality that the. Eagles are back in the driver's seat of that division, just like yeah. that. You snap your fingers, and and there you go. And that's and that's a, a point to what I led the show off with is you've got the defending Super Bowl champions now seemingly back on track, but they're back on track at three and three. Right, like this is this is an NFL right now that isn't great. There's a lot of okay, and there's probably a lot of eh, but right now as you look for greatness. You see the Rams, you see the Chiefs, you've got the Patriots tonight. There, there's, there's really in in my mind, Mike. You've got three or four teams that you're sitting there saying to yourself, "Wow, this is a this is a really good football team," and the rest of the National Football again. I'm I'm not even sure we could say that with New England, considering with their back to back losses that they had on the road, their wins at home weren't over <laughs> dynasties. They, it was. The Dolphins and the Colts. So there's still a bit of a jury left out on New England while everybody is getting healthy. But I just, you look at the whole landscape of the National Football League, and we always talk about parody. I mean, it is everywhere in the NFL, maybe except outside of Los Angeles and outside of Kansas City right now. But isn't what the NFL always wanted, right? They wanted parody, mediocrity, yeah, uh, and, and is, teams yeah. to all be competitive and have a, a puncher's chance. As you got to the midseason, right? We talk about it in baseball when we look at the second wild cards and how that invigorates cities for the final month of the season where otherwise they'd be tapping out, waiting for preseason football or looking for whoever their savior is on the NBA hardwood. Here, you've got a lot of teams where we're just trying to figure out identities. And even those with gaudy records, how much do you believe in them? You know, we get to the same question we ask from Cincinnati every year, and we'll do it again, right? Because they've got a, a big date, uh, an AFC North clash today, uh, slight home favorites against Pittsburgh. You look at Cincinnati's record, what they've done so far, sitting at 4-1, and one, have they beaten good teams? Do we know whether they've beaten good teams at this yeah. point? The, the Bengals last week as well were two Ryan Tannehill turnovers from not happening away from not beating the Miami Dolphins. I mean, in, in their own territory, Ryan Tannehill turning it over. He's another issue, by the way. What, a, what to, a lay yeah. down and die kind of issue that was last week for the Dolphins. Up and cruising and then just forgot how to play football. Yeah, the and, and, and so you don't have a feel about the Cincinnati Bengals. You don't have, the, the, One of the main storylines at the start of this NFL season was Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And now entering week six, 
Fitzpatrick's no longer the starting quarterback, and the Buccaneers are a two and two football team coming off of a thirty-four point pasting to the Chicago Bears. So, so when we look at what you've got in the National Football League, there's been a lot of this and a lot of that in the first five weeks of the season. There just hasn't been a lot of greatness outside of the Rams in Kansas City. Well, and Winston returns, and he's got this date with Atlanta. We'll talk about the the game in depth, but. Atlanta, a, a team that scores a lot of points, but let's face it, the you, me, uh, Iowa Sam, maybe as our, our signal caller, we might be able to put a few points up on that injury, <laughs> injury at riddle least, defense. At least get into field goal range. That's right. We'd at least be able to do that. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Football Fantasy. Find us on Twitter. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. Mike, they can get you on Twitter at. Find me over at Swollen Dome. We will answer your questions on the air on Twitter. All you have to do is follow us. It's as simple as that. It's just a little bit of a deal. If you got a question, send it our way. We'll answer it for you, but you got to follow us again at Swollen Dome. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox. Let's get things cooking. Yes, let's get the hot place for week six of the National Football League. Guys, you got to get in your lineup. Guys that you got to play, that you got to start here in week six. Hot plays. See, now I want to sing along to the music. All right, <laughs> baby. All right, let's go. Sammy Watkins, we talked about that. Kansas City and New England matchup. Yeah, get them on, get them over, get them in. If, you're in, if you have lineup questions on them, don't. They're all starting. Everyone. Uh, get them all in. And Sammy Watkins, a guy we're looking at five or six receptions each of his last three times out. He did miss uh, most of a game. Uh, when he came up with a hamstring injury, which you always fear the recurrence. But 100-yard game in that mix, a 78-yarder, yeah, and one touchdown. We'll get him in against New England with the over-under sitting at 60, Dan. You may want to start Stefan Page and Irving Fryer today. Yes, done. yes, you may want to. It's just it's, just have to think about it. Dan Byer working to uh, craft the throwback fantasy game. We're working on that as we go. Mohamed Sanu, we're talking tasty over-unders. 57.5, Tampa Bay, Atlanta. Sanu of the last two weeks, 10 catches, 184 yards. Look for him to get over uh, as well. Aaron Jones going up against San Francisco. The game script should work in his to his advantage, and we finally get to pay and get some dividends off of what has been phenomenal work when he's been given the ball. 6.1 yards per carry is what he's averaging to date. Doesn't He hasn't seen the ball a ton this one seems, if the reports are true, that Rodgers has had a bit of a setback. I think you probably try to grind out a win on the ground and get out of Dodge. So we're looking for that there. Uh, the San Francisco giving up the ninth most fantasy points to opposing running backs. How about Philip Lindsay going up against those L.A. Rams? Yes, those vaunted, the vaunted Rams defense, a little, little bit holy. Uh, going up against running backs. So far, giving up 125 total yards per game to running backs. Uh, you're looking at Lindsey, 12 carries, 61 last week, and usually that's about his workload, between 12 and 15 carries, still seeing spot duty from Freeman and, and others in that backfield. But I like the opportunity here as a back-end number two or flex for you. How about Marshawn Lynch going up against his whole team in foggy old London town? Uh, he had touchdowns three straight to start the season, 130 yards week four. Last week, didn't get the ball at the one. Derek Carr uh, got even further entrenched in John Gruden's doghouse. I asked this of Jonas earlier. I asked you, Dan Byer, which was the worst interception you saw last week? The Derek Carr pick any of Blake Bortles 
or that Ben Roethlisberger, nah, I'm kind of dancing, and now I'm just going to wing it to the middle of the field. Mine was Bortles <laughs> off the helmet of his guard. That was good, wasn't it? Because- it looked like Flash Gordon, the 1980 movie. <laughs> Because it was like he sidearmed it, the throat in the helmet of his teammates. That's what that's what it looked like last week in Kansas City. If only there was like paint on there, like one of those you know chalk balls when they yeah. do the quarterback, like just mark, so you can see yeah. exactly where it was. Yeah, because that could go to the Hall of Fame just as one of the most inane things we've ever seen. Uh, Jameis Winston going back to that matchup against Atlanta, looking at a team giving up twenty four point four fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks, fourth most in the league, and let's face it, Atlanta gets no pressure. They've got eight sacks for the season. That's just not getting it done. Uh, and I, I think we got one last one, Andrew Luck against the Jets. Back-to-back top five fantasy op- opportunities for him, and now the Jets beleaguered, beat up a little bit in the secondary. Look for Chester Rogers back-to-back weeks with eight receptions. He's on the board for you as a back-end number two wide receiver. There's two sides to every story, and while those are the hot plays of week six, there are also guys that you don't want to put in your lineup. Cold sores. Who do we stay away from in week six? All right, let's get it started with Kenyon Drake going up against the Chicago Bears, giving up just 8.9 fantasy points per game to opposing uh, runners. You're looking at... uh, uh, a lot of efforts from him, you know, right? He had his 115 total yards with the 22-yard touchdown reception against Cincinnati, but he was pretty quiet. Hate uh, the Drake. For, yeah, we, like we, we got it. Yeah. yeah, that was on yeah. just this week. <laughs> I was laughing. I, I think it was on uh, Friday night we were watching. It was kind of funny. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not looking for Drake to, to put up much in this fashion. A 60-yard game is where you're looking at here. Alex Collins. Against Tennessee, Tennessee giving up 12.6 fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. You saw Collins 66 total yards against Cleveland and double-digit fantasy points just once this year, despite the preseason hype. Uh, He can beat it. Going back to Derek Carr, one multi-touchdown game all year. That was that big explosion against Cleveland. Uh, We could sit him back down against Seattle. For everything that people want to talk about, the, the issues with the Seahawks, as you well know, defense has played Far better than I think anybody yeah. would have anticipated coming into this season. Uh, and I think the game script goes to, again, Lynch and trying to work that. Rivers against Cleveland. Multiple touchdowns in every game. This isn't a sit him outright, but definitely weigh your options. He's been a set-it-and-forget-it guy through the first five weeks. This is a spot. Cleveland's defense is no joke. And I think people are finally starting to pay attention after uh, some of these big marquee matchups, you know, when they're the last team standing in the early windows. We now bring you bonus coverage of yet another overtime game involving the <laughs> Cleveland Browns. Oh, so people getting used to them so a little true, bit. So All true. right. And then a couple of Cardinals just because I have no idea what to expect in terms of a ceiling. Larry Fitzgerald, 176 total receiving yards through five weeks. 76 of those came way in week one. So it shows you what you've been dealing with with him on a week-to-week basis. Uh, we'd like to think, based on the schedule to date, maybe playing Minnesota would cure you. No guarantee of that. Uh, and then you got David Johnson also in the backfield, right? Touchdown runs giving you a little bit of value, but overall, you're, you're looking at one game where he's gone over 100 total yards. Been a quiet year on the yardage side. That 900-plus bet before the season for his rushing total Looked like it was a nice, easy win with upgrades on the offensive line. No, you're going to sweat out every bit of that 
till week 16 or week 17, and you may burn that ticket by by Thanksgiving. That offensive line is banged up as well as they go to the Twin Cities to face a Vikings team that we now see as trending upward. So we've got the hot plays, we got the cold sores, and we need clue number one for our mystery man. This is where Mike Harmon gives you clues throughout the show, and you try to figure out who the must-play is. We reveal it later on in the program. Clue number one is... How about this? Played in two college all-star games, yet was not among the 19 tight ends invited to the NFL Combine. Mystery man. Mystery man. Yeah, there it is. Clue number one here on Fox Football Fantasy. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Radio. If you ever miss the show, don't worry. Just go to iTunes, subscribe to Fox Sports Radio Weekends, download the show every single week. Heck, even if you missed the first part, you want to hear what happened before kickoff, it'll be up for you right after the show. Coming up next, we tell you how Dr. Dre fractured one NFL locker room. That coming up here on Fox Football Fantasy. Fox Football Fantasy here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer getting his set for week six, which has an interesting, an interesting flavor to it. Ready for this? Let's go. No games of the Pacific time zone. How about that? Week. Oh heck. Everybody's let's just go east. Just just move on. See you later. No games at the Pacific time zone. So the late games that you've got today are the Rams at Broncos, Ravens at Titans, and Jaguars at Cowboys. So, yeah, so there's a there's a little something that you can throw with the old friends over at the uh, the old party this afternoon. I like that. A little twist to it. And what was funny is I was in the car yesterday morning, and one of those, you know, hey, I'm going to crush your man, 7-0, 7-0 kind of things on. And they're talking about the – Oakland Seattle game and kept referencing how difficult it is to play in the black hole <laughs> and how hard I'm like, what are you wait, what? What's going on? <laughs> it's like nobody in the editing of this figured figured this out. So yes, uh I guess it is technically still a road game for <laughs> Seattle because there will probably be more Raider fans there than Seahawks fans, but it's certainly not being played in Oakland. The the black hole will be just a bit smaller this week. That's what you've got in London. In uh, in the nation's capital, I referenced this a, a little while ago, we finally know why Josh Norman was benched at the start of the second <laughs> half for the game against the Saints. The Redskins corner, who didn't see the field, it wasn't because the Saints were moving the ball up and down the field. It was over basically a pair of headphones that Josh Norman was wearing his headphones at halftime. Jay Gruden went to talk to him. Josh Norman didn't hear him. So then Jay Gruden ended up yelling at Josh Norman. I don't know if he physically took them off of his head, which would be quite a ballsy move, but got his attention where Norman then took off the headphones and then started to walk away. Gruden apparently threatened to bench him if he kept walking, and Norman kept walking, and there you've got the benching. Well, see, he's got a new fall guy, Kirk Cousins isn't there for him to bash anymore. That's, that was Jay Gruden. Even, sure. even into the preseason was still bringing up uh, Old Dales. Does this smack you, smack a, a little bit of the uh, Odell Beckham Jr. IV thing? Where I'm, I don't, I don't know that I necessarily buy it at, at its face. I, that it sounds like it's uh, let's, let's throw this out. And this becomes a, 
all right, there, there's a little bit of a skirmish, and it's just a, I could, a guy trying to get himself back in a zone or I something. I could understand getting an IV at halftime. I don't understand putting on headphones. Like I, I understand it before the game, but I think a lot of that energy when you're listening to music and you're getting all jacked up, you're going to be jacked up anyway, and you're not listening to your headphones two minutes before kickoff when you need to be jacked up and ready to go. You're doing it in the pregame warm-ups to get you through I don't buy it for one second. I, I you're the the halftime's what fifteen minutes, and you can't sit there and listen to your coaches and take a break without putting on. Oh my goodness, I need to hear "Kickstart My Heart" again. Like, well, like how, do, how just, do you know it wasn't it. him and his yeah. own voice going, Josh? You can do this. You're not as <laughs> bad just, as you looked in the first half. Oh. You can do this. You can cover people. <laughs> Uh, some Stuart Smalley uh, tapes for him. <laughs> sure. that That's what you've got. The uh, Redskins, by the way, have Carolina coming to town today. Greg Olson is back for the Panthers as they uh, they take on the Redskins just outside the nation's capital. If you're going to clear them, then for fantasy purposes, well, let's give them a, a back-end number one tag. Figure we can get them back at five to seven targets. I, I'm a little nervous. This seems a bit short based on the way the injury was characterized, but you know, they're, they're saying he's back for Washington. You, what do you got left? Everybody's hurt. Richardson, uh, game-time decision, right? Shoulder injury for him. You're looking at Crowder, ankle injury, probably not going to go. They haven't ruled him yeah. categorically out. Chris Thompson's going to miss the game. And Adrian Peterson's banged up, but going to go. Like little play, yeah. Yeah, like so Peterson's play. a back-end number two slash flex play. Can't really put a lot of stock in a Carolina defense still getting after it. But for Cam Newton, a, a big spot here with his favorite trusted target back. And we know that you can always dump it off to Christian McCaffrey 15 times a game and everybody's happy. Christian McCaffrey, by the way, leads running backs in the National Football League in snaps this season. So when Nor- North Turner said they're going to be using Christian McCaffrey on all three downs and in so many different ways, they are doing so. Panthers and Redskins, 1 o'clock Eastern time today. Of course... Tonight, the marquee game, Chiefs-Patriots as New England is home and about three-and-a-half-point favorite over Kansas City for tonight's game. But you've got an injury report with the Patriots, which, by the way, Mike, I never trust. No, but you've got not. you've got Rob Gronkowski on it. You've got Sony Michelle on it. You've got Chris Hogan on it. You've got Josh Gordon on it. I would expect all of them to be there tonight, and if they are, we should be in for some excitement. Nice, happy 60 on the over-under here. Sony Michelle, I think when you look at a game script, I think the Patriots like nothing more. It goes one of two ways. They're either going to air it out fast and say, we anything you can do, we can do just as well or better. Or they ground and pound with Sony Michelle and just wave to Patrick Mahomes while he's stalking the sidelines, waiting for his opportunity to come out and play as well. We know the Patriots don't get much of a pass rush, so that's not going to be an issue. And what I thought in, interesting as you go through and you look at last week, Mahomes with his stats was 17th in fantasy scoring for a quarterback. And taking a little bit further for all the mobility talk, he's got 66 rushing yards for the year. Hmm. So as much as he's dancing in and around the pocket, he's not taking off and running. He's putting the ball in play and keeping his eyes downfield, which is uh, a bit beyond his years. A stat that you'll hear a lot probably this morning and through all the games as this gets hyped, quarterbacks under the age of 25, 0-23 against Bill Belichick. (laughs) Something to watch for sure if he can break that streak. Yeah, so there you go. You have that. But, you know, this, again, one of those that you're going to get everybody into your lineups, and if 
suddenly it goes against convention and one of these teams plays some stout defense, then you're just going to have to tip the hat. The the Chiefs secondary, we know about Eric Berry being out. Reed Sorensen's also been out of this season as well and hasn't played, so they've been playing with second-string safeties. Now they're down to the third string. So so like you're, they're getting guys off the street to play safety, Kansas City is, which I think is a prime opportunity for Tom Brady to maybe show his stuff. I did read this stat that Tom Brady ranks 28th in the NFL amongst quarterbacks in deep balls this season, just 36% completion rate. So something to at least look. It could be a could be surgery tonight for Tom Brady and dump offs. James White has been such a factor early on this season, but now with Edelman back, we'll see how the Patriots attack the Chiefs tonight. Death by a thousand paper cuts. Yeah, but let's go. let's also recall that we we've barely begun to know Josh Gordon is part of this offense, and we know that from all the reports in New England uh, and throughout the greater Boston area that uh, Brady's taking a, taking a shine to Gordon and doing a lot more extra sure. work and extra tutelage and, and trying to help him out however he can, realizing he needs him if they're going to make a run to Atlanta. Hey, great news. There's a quick way you could save money. You can switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Kyle Roloff tweets in, and by the way, Kyle Roloff follows us, saying, hey guys, I need two of these running backs, Tevin Coleman, Philip Lindsay, Buck Allen, Mike Davis, and Isaiah Crowell, who's a bit dinged up for the Jets, but expected to go. Says, thanks for the help. I tune in every Sunday. Hey, if you had a compliment to the tweet, even more of a chance it's going to get read here on Fox Football Fantasy. But he's, he needs two of those five, and I know one of those was one of your hot plays for this week. Kyle, keep evangelizing. Go go to you know outside services today and, and tell them where to where to tune in uh, for greatness uh, and inspired talk. Uh, Tevin Coleman gets our our first nod out of that that quint quintet. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm thinking. There were five. Uh, Coleman gets the first spot against Tampa Bay. No uh, Devontae Freeman. He's back on the shelf uh, after a one-week return. And then we talked about Phillip Lindsay a little bit earlier, liking what you're able to do. It's going to be some bad weather, possible snow. I know there's been snow in a number of states this week. Uh, Look for them to try to control the game and keep Jared Goff on the sideline by using that same thing against what has been a week and porous run defense. And we did talk about how Chris Thompson's out for the Redskins today. Ian James Seeger is looking for a replacement. Dalvin Cook, who's expected to be limited but play. Or Marlon Mack, who gets oh, the boy. start for the Colts today. Uh, punt. Check. <laughs> Check. Um, I, I think, wow. I, I would go with Mack, I think, just I think, because you don't know a... I mean, if Cook's only going to get half the snaps and if the Vikings get a lead, what's There's the point? no point in yeah. playing, and that's absolutely true. Uh, heavy favorites they are at home. Yeah, I think I'd be looking at Marlon Mack. They've held him out long enough so and, and really haven't found any answers to anything on the ground game. So uh, once upon a time, he was a fantasy ninja to be, so this would be his opportunity to shine. Decent spot here uh, against the Jets. So let, let's take a look. I, I think you're still going to see a bunch of Hines as a receiver, though. That's the thing that potentially messes this up. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byard. Yeah, simple enough. They followed us. They tweeted us. We were able to give them their answer that they needed for week six in the National Football League. The Miami Dolphins don't have an answer right now at quarterback. And even more question marks, marks. we'll explain here on Fox Football Fantasy after Brian Finley. 
gives us the latest of what's happening in the world of sports, including a busy night in baseball's playoffs last night. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, guys. Morning. Yeah, a very busy day yesterday in baseball. The Houston Astros will... Well, they'll play the Boston Red Sox tonight at 7.09 Eastern in Game 2 of the ALCS after the Red Sox took Game 1 7-2 a night ago in the NLCS. The Astros took Game 1 last night, 7-2. Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, Yeah, the Astros took Game 1 7-2 a night ago. Thanks for that. Uh, Justin Turner blasted the go-ahead two-run home run in the eighth inning to vault the Dodgers past the Brewers 4-3 last night. Evening their series at 1. Game 3 is tomorrow night at 7.39 Eastern in Los Angeles. And great news, there is a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Another busy college football weekend assured us some upsets. One late final from last night, USC took down 19th-ranked Colorado. In the NFL, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport is reporting Redskins running back Adrian Peterson is expected to play today versus the Panthers despite knee, shoulder, and ankle injuries. And Texas quarterback Deshaun Watson, who's nursing lung and chest bruises, is likely to start versus the Bills. Guys, Watson is one tough man playing with those kind of injuries. Absolutely. Taking on the Bills today. Thank you very much, Brian. In a game where the Texans are more than a touchdown favorite from Buffalo. Even in Buffalo's wins, Mike, they, I shouldn't say they haven't been impressive because that's not fair to say to the Buffalo Bills. But last week in their win against the Titans, we talk about Josh Allen and being a rookie quarterback. Had 82 yards passing in a win against the Titans, so it's not like they they are winning pretty in the in the win against the Minnesota Vikings. I don't know if he threw a pass 10 yards downfield. It's uh, very very close to the vest. Now they go on the road uh, against the Texans team that escaped with a victory on Sunday night against the Cowboys. Danny is averaging 4.4 yards per carry though. Is Josh Allen? <laughs> and and I go back to the 1983 White White Sox. The moniker was winning ugly. Sure, And they rode that all the way until, well, finally getting vanquished by the Baltimore Orioles uh, with that great pitching staff, both sides. Uh, go ahead and look at, look that up uh, as you go. And just one baseball note, the Jim Palmer going after Manny Machado on Twitter. You want to have fun. Go read some of those comments. <laughs> go back and forth going on between people that have watched uh, Machado and, and the Baltimore broadcasters there that are happy to see him gone uh, despite all the issues. Uh, that are there in Baltimore. But enough of that. Uh, You're looking at Zay Jones being the leading receiver. He's got 164 yards through five weeks. That's that's your leading guy. He's got 13 catches. So take away his 57-yarder. You're you're averaging not not much uh, in terms of your big play threat downfield. LaShawn McCoy finally has a decent game, but for fantasy purposes, that's still rated as a low-end number two, Mm -hmm. right? You got excited. Hey, he got 100 total yards. Doesn't matter. Uh, he's not getting anywhere near pay dirt anytime soon. So uh, they're all still no fly. I mean, uh, McCoy's a flex play if you feel like it. Otherwise, I, I think this one's a, a field goal kicking contest when it's all said and done. Texans or, have their own issues. Yeah, I mean, they've zone. got their yeah. injuries. I mean, Brandon Whedon could be quarterbacking. Think about that for yeah. a second. I mean, Deshaun Watson gets the start. I mean, this was the let's play backup trivia a hundred, Alex, of who who are the backups in some of these spots. Uh, obviously, Lamar Miller gets a, a start against Buffalo's run defense, and, and you're looking at Hopkins is always in your lineup. Fuller rates as a, a number three wide receiver, but do you feel good about it 
No, I mean, Watson, with all of those injuries, that they've been pretty cryptic as to how badly he's hurt. It's like, yeah, he's still going to go. It's like, okay, where where's the line? In terms, I, I get it. Tough guy, threshold for pain, but you're a 10-point favorite. You should be able to, to eke out a victory without exposing him to, to further misery behind what's been a terrible offensive line. If you're Buffalo, you're bringing the house on every down. Buffalo's a bit dinged up. Tredavious White's going to play their secondary. They should have everybody, but they're not necessarily healthy. So if there was a place for the Texans to maybe make some hay, maybe it's there. But if you were to look at the strength of the Bills, maybe it is in the form of Tredavious White and in, in what they've got in the secondary. The Bills, by the way, have been sacked 22 times this season. Yeah. Bills quarterbacks. It's the most in the National Football League. So maybe it's a big clowny J.J. Watt day for that Texans defense to force something against the Bills. J.J. Watt looking to break that deadlock with his brother for most sacks in the National Football League. Uh, is he going to pay his brother's fine, though? That is the question. <laughs> I'll tell you what. He, he could he could do it with ease if he wanted to. It would be a nice birthday gift to TJ. There you go. Nice yeah. little $10,000 gift. Who you have for Secret Santa? I had TJ. I, played his fi- I paid his fine <laughs> from week five. Nicely done. Uh, for free winners daily, go to VegasCovers.com. That's VegasCovers.com. Fox Football Fantasy brought to you by VegasScoresAndOdds.com. Week six of the National Football League is here. You're not going to see the Saints. You're not going to see the Lions. They are on by this week. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh Uh-oh, there's a quarterback dilemma in Alabama. Not with the Crimson Tide. No, (laughs) that is not the case. Sorny and all. Tua is fine for the Crimson Tide. B.A.'s got a fantasy issue with his quarterbacks. Good morning, B.A. What's up, brother? Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, every time I turn around, somebody's going under the tent. But... <laughs> That's all right. And full of other things like the rest of us. Yeah, the, uh, well, the rest of the top, the, the rest of the top ten yesterday didn't have the, the the second best day was to Clemson who didn't play yesterday. So that well, I, I mean, yeah, I have a I have a trip. I'm taking to Baton Rouge in a couple of weeks that uh, may not. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> what do you got Any, this week? Anyway, all right. Hey, uh, I have. Uh, I'm trying to figure out which quarterback to start. Um, I got uh, Captain Kirk Cousins. And the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton. Uh, which one of those y'all think I should start? And if you can, uh, rate these four players for me. Uh, Alfred Morris, Calvin Rolltide Ridley, uh, John Buster Brown, and Taylor Made Gabriel. And Stephen A. Smith, 51 years old today. Thanks, guys. Love your show. Always listening and always loving. Rolltide America. Appreciate it, Appreciate BA. you, B.A. Nice. Happy birthday to Stephen A. and Jim Jackson. How about that? They're your hero. Yes. Yes. Suppose you're still on the wall. Fox Sports Radio. No, no posters up. Okay. Well, we'll have to get you one. Holidays are uh, coming. No, the, I have them. They're just not up. Oh, they're, yeah. They're all just right. not up. Can I get you That's a frame? <laughs> for me? All right. Let's start with that second question first. Uh, I want Morris nowhere near my lineup. That's just not happening. Uh, in terms of ranking these guys, we're going to go Ridley, John Brown. We're going to rank them in that order. Ridley, then Brown. Then Gabriel Ridley gets a, a bump because of what's expected out of that game. Tampa can't stop anybody, uh, and he's still the red zone threat. Uh, I think you probably get decent odds on Julio Jones finally 
finding pay dirt today as well. As for the quarterback position, give me Kirk Cousins going up against Arizona. Ooh. Give me him at home, slightly ahead of Andy Dalton, slightly ahead. It's not a, a huge separation, but Dalton going up against Pittsburgh. This is one where I'm I'm fearful that you see the Pittsburgh sacks actually yield something. We haven't seen it much to this this point, but 19 sacks to lead the NFL. I think this is where they, they get after Andy Dalton and solve some of this Cincinnati offense. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh is always entertaining, and on a Minnesota note, just want to say this. When I talk about not having greatness in the National Football League, Minnesota is like the post poster boy for that. Yeah. You got a two two and one team. You expected a lot more from their defense. While their offense is has been great in spots and the comeback against the Packers and hanging with the Rams, it's also been lacking at times. And so that's what we're talking about when we're looking at the NFL here. Maybe three really good teams with the Rams, with the Chiefs and the Saints, and of course you got the Patriots there as well. But every everything else kind of just seems to be there. Bengals part of that conversation at four and one too. Absolutely. You look at Arizona, sixth best against quarterbacks for fantasy purposes. Uh, that's going to be a common theme today. We got some of these marquee players and, and what have been big games either before this last bye. We'll get into the Bears and Miami a little bit because you look at some inflated stats. Uh, for for both sides, offensively, defensively there. But you look at Arizona, 14.6, but they've been run on a bunch. That's not the formula for for Minnesota. They're going to stretch it out. And as we know, Thielen going for his sixth straight 100-yard game to start things. Uh, We'll get after it, as well as pass around all the memes on social media of him berating people, just so we get equal time (laughs) between Thielen and Brady and Odell Beckham Jr., just to remind people that guys yell at people. Uh, on football fields with some regularity. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Football Fantasy. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox, and you can get Mike over at Swollen Dome. Mother Nature is here. Not only do we have rain, but yes, we have snow in the forecast for one of our Week 6 matchups. We'll tell you where next year on Fox Football Fantasy. Fox Football Fantasy here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. So happy to have you with us. As week six of the National Football League rolls on, getting your fantasy lineup set, not only for season-long games, but also daily fantasy. William Chapman tweets in from the wonderful Pacific Northwest saying that they are harvesting clams Nice. speak. Yes, needs a quarterback and a flex, Jameis Winston or Deshaun Watson, and then for his flex issue, Brandon Cooks, Heinz Ridley, or Austin Eckler. Hines, Ridley, or Eckler. All right, uh, let's Brandon Cooks in that. Yeah, as well. we're gonna we're gonna take Cooks off the top of that and and get him into our lineup. I know there's weather issues and and everything, but he's cleared to go. So uh, let's get him on, get him over, get him in. Uh, I'm curious. Eckler's intriguing to me in that game against Cleveland. I don't look to see a lot of downfield passing, uh, but for the, the Chargers to work the the ground game and get Eckler involved in the short passing game. I think there's some curiosity there, but you can't look away from Ridley. Given, I was given wondering, that, is he, a, like, I don't want to say a must-start. Yeah, but he's, he's got to be yeah. at, at this point, just given the number of targets, particularly red zone opportunities. And if we're to believe, and, and look, the over-under sitting at almost 58 uh, as we come to you this morning from the Geico Studios, that – you know we're we're gonna have some opportunities there, so uh, I'm I'm gonna look for him to have a big game as well. 
uh, going back to the what was the other the other part was the uh, quarterback Watson, Deshaun Watson, Watson or Jameis Winston. Winston. Given all the injuries to Watson, uh, I'll still take the uncertainty uh, of Jameis Winston just slightly ahead. Just again looking at that matchup, looking at the struggles that Atlanta's had putting pressure on anybody, and then the back seven has been gassed and time and time again. I think he tries to make a, a new best friend in in Jackson. Uh, downfield, right? Because remember, he was endorsing Ryan Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. so get him involved early. And Cameron Bray, definitely a guy we want to look out for as well. Jameis Winston is going to be a top ten fantasy quarterback in my mind the rest of the season. We talked we talked about a preseason, even with the suspension, the games where as long as he's not awful, okay, he's going to produce for you. And even though it's his first start, heck, even coming in against the Bears, still had pretty good numbers. I know they were down by. A million, but the point is, is that Jameis Winston, I think, is going to produce. Uh, Adam well, and then that defense, they may be yeah. down a million a couple of yeah. more times. And last year, remember, he averaged, uh, he had seven games with at least two hundred ninety-nine yards. So he's going to keep winging it. And we've got another Hines situation. Yep. Hines or Sanu at flex for Adam Wassum, uh-huh. who's the founding member of the Dan Byer fan club. Nice. Yes, there have been other maybe. There's very few, but Adam's one. You might have yeah. separate fan clubs all across here. How about that? <laughs> Different the, chapters here and there. Th- there you go. Let's get them all together for a convention. You can sign autographs, <laughs> do inscriptions, the whole nine yards. Uh, even though Marlon Mack is back, I'm going to take Hines in the uh, touches over targets. As much as I like Sanu, as much as I like trying to chase the over-under, go grab Sanu in a daily fantasy league to, to cover your Jones to get him in. We told you about the lack of football on the West Coast and no football in the Pacific time zone in Week 6. The game that's farthest west, furthest west, however you want to say it. Anyway, Rams-Broncos. 24 degrees, snow in the Denver area. Not going to snow during the game, but it's still going to be below freezing as the 5-0 Rams come to Denver to face the Broncos. Yeah, we're going to push uh, our skill position players for the Rams down slightly, the wide receivers and Goff. Goff goes to the back end of the top 10 as opposed to his normal lofty perch. And everybody else has cleared concussion protocol and should be available for the Rams. So you have your full complement uh, as you go through. Cooper Cup's always the guy that you want to see, of course, Chris Harris doing a lot of work in, as a slot corner man, so perhaps some muted numbers for him there. So maybe we're looking at Robert Woods to pop a little bit more if we're going to try to pick one out of those Rams receivers. Gurley set it and forget it, always a top three, four play. That's all fine and good. Uh, on the other side, we talked about Lindsey a bit. Porous run defense for the Rams. Weather should play in a little bit. I think this is one where where Lindsey gets himself a nice 15 to 20 touch day and gives you a high-end RB2 kind of status. Freeman, a little bit further back in the pack, more a flex play. But certainly, again, when you look at the daily options, you're getting them at a pretty nice low price. Jaguars-Cowboys is going to be a marquee game. I can only see TJ Yeldon, Ezekiel Elliott, and maybe Jaguars defense being played from this game. That's it. (laughs) Really? That's it. Yeah, that, that's all you got. Feed Ezekiel Elliott as you go. Yeldon's going to catch a bunch of balls out of the backfield. And two quarterback leagues, maybe Dak actually takes off and runs a few times. By the way, T.J. Yeldon, only six backs have more snaps than T.J. Yeldon has so far this season. Hornets injury, a big part of How that. How about that? He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. Expect points in the Queen City. We'll tell you about it next year on Fox Football Fantasy. 
With a win today, the Cincinnati Bengals could open up a two-and-a-half game lead over the Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC North and get maybe even more breathing room, depending on what happens with the Ravens in Nashville taking on the Titans today. Bengals and Steelers from Cincinnati, a 1 o'clock Eastern time kickoff, and reports this morning that Le'Veon Bell still isn't talking to anybody and hasn't talked uh, spoken with any of the Steelers players. So the James Conner show will roll on with the Pittsburgh Steelers and maybe do so even after their bye week next week. Fantasy owners. Fantasy owners very excited about that, Dan Byer. As you, you look at James Conner was probably the subject of 80% of all trade questions I received over the last week. Has the big effort last weekend and all the talk of, well, we're getting closer to week seven, so I got to do something with it. Like, no, you got to do nothing. Until Le'Veon Bell is in a uniform and running around a practice field, Connor is locked and loaded as a top five option every week. Good on the ground, but obviously paying big dividends in the passing game as well. Another big spot today with a tasty over-under. And Ben Roethlisberger has had his troubles in Cincinnati over the course of his career. Stabilize it again by getting a healthy dose of Connor. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Football Fantasy. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. One other note on Connor, and I'm just going to say this from my own personal experience. With my buddies in the league that I'm in, it's a holdover league. And depending on how your holdover rules go, if you're in a league where you have to forfeit the pick the next year from the round that you took that player you likely took James Conner in a pretty pretty uh, advantageous spot when it comes to that. Yeah, depending on how late you drafted. I mean, we're talking a lot of either 11th or 12th or even yeah. if you drafted early, he might have been an undrafted waiver wire bonanza. And keeping him on your roster for that next season may be beneficial for you. So even if Le'Veon Bell would come back, Le'Veon Bell's future in Pittsburgh, I think, is uh, cloudy to to say the to say the <laughs> least. And you could have James Conner for the long haul if you just be patient with him. So yes, hold on to the running back. Bengals and Steelers, by the way, both teams defensively bottom of the National Football League, bottom ten in passing yards allowed, total yards allowed. So something to watch when the Steelers and Bengals play today in Cincinnati. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. Find us on Twitter. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. You can get Mike at Swollen Dome. If you send us in a tweet, just follow us and we'll answer. And we know, we know if you follow us because I can just take the mouse and I can hover over (laughs) your handle and then your little profile picture pops up. And then you know what I see? Follows you or doesn't follow you. And it's easy as pie. It's simple, Mike. It's- I like the way you set that up as either an angelic or demonic figure hovering like, over people, yeah. Dan. Well, we, it's good. We, we told you William Chapman's out, you know, harvesting clams. Nicely the done. That is awesome. state of Washington. He just started to follow us. Saw it popped up. Oh, follow. Yep, there you go. See, it's a blue-collar yeah. kind of world. We we like we, we put our, uh, our, our shoes on one at a time. We go and and we we hitch up our our, our wagons and, and here we are you know rolling up our sleeves and getting after it. Doc Diggler, who's followed us for years here on the Fantasy Football Show, has a PPR issue half point. Jordan Howard of the Bears going up against the Dolphins or Tyler Boyd and those Bengals. Oh, yes, you know I love me some Tyler Boyd. You know that's my weak spot. Even last week, only, uh, what, four of seven for 44 yards, but he'd had back-to-back 100-yard games before that. 
still, I can't go away from Jordan Howard, even though you've seen a lot more of Tariq Cohen coming out of the bye week. Expect that to equalize a little bit and for Nagy's offense to to build on some of the positives. Yes, you're not going to have those wide-open gaps because, well, not everybody plays defense as poorly uh, as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do. Remember how much space was around each of those mm. wide-open, wide receivers? Some amazingly bad defense uh, two weeks ago from Tampa. But expecting the Bears to get that offense rolling, Allen Robinson and, and company. So I'm going to take Jordan Howard. We've got another mystery man clue coming up, one already in the book. You played in two college all-star games as a tight end, but what, was not invited to the combine? Was he was that, not you know? invited to the combine the year of his draft selection. All right, so we will get you another clue in a matter of minutes, but first let's get to the guys that you got to get in your lineup. These are must plays for week six. You're obviously going to play Antonio Brown if you have him on your team. That's a no-brainer. You're going to play Todd Gurley against the Broncos today. Mike Harmon gives you the other must-plays that you may not know about in the National Football League. Let's go right now. Hot plays. Sometimes you got to dig a little deeper all along the way. We got Muhammad Sanu going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ten catches, 184 yards last two weeks out. Everybody plays. Everybody wins. A lot of scoring to be done in this one. You also take in Cameron Brait. You're looking at opposing tight ends going up against Atlanta. 15 catches, their last 17 targets, 167 yards and a score. I like my chances. O.J. Howard wearing a big bulky knee brace all week long. They're, we're optimistic that he could give them something, but it's most likely going to be Brait, who we know in the past has had great success alongside Winston. How about the other high-scoring game? Sammy Watkins going up against the New England Patriots. He's got, looking at... Uh, 17 receptions his last three games that he's played. One touchdown. He's got one 100-yard game. And let's face it, they want to do everything they can to try to contain Tyree Kill while spying Kareem Hunt. A lot of guys you got to worry about, which is why Sammy Watkins in one-on-one coverage could have a day downfield. Let's go to Aaron Jones. We've been waiting on it. We've been banging on the, the desk. I think I might have actually broken a bone in my hand. I'm not even hype- kidding you, Dan. It hurts. It hurts like hell. He's averaging 6.1 yards per carry. Script should be nice and easy here. You're looking at a double-digit favorite against San Francisco. They're giving up nearly 21 fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. That's ninth in the National Football League. Marshawn Lynch, the script is perfect. Gruden hates Derek Carr. We've got audio evidence to that effect. Uh, We've seen video evidence. Derek Carr throwing an (laughs) interception at the one-yard line. Uh, So now, Lynch against his former team in London, the opportunity to just keep the ball out of A. Carr's hands and out of harm's way, but allowing Lynch to get his ground game going. Remember, touchdowns and three straight to start the year, 130 yards in week four, and he was even vocal about having the ball taken out of his hands at the one-yard line last week. A very fitting Fitting uh, description as I had to serve on jury duty this week. How about that? Yes, yes. Just one day, but yeah, it was a full day. Oh, we're going to get some so tales all, all from the jury evidence. duty. All from, the evidence. All, jury duty for Dan Byer. We're going to have to <laughs> periscope some tales of that. Or you probably signed an NDA uh, before you left the, the room there. I think I can talk about it now. but Well, I won't man, it, well it depends what kind of case it was. Yeah. There was no case. I, I was able to make it through the selection process. I was I was cut. Who did you, you say you hated? The, no, <laughs> no. By the way, that doesn't work. Okay, and not that I tried it. Other people did try it. it didn't work so well for them. <laughs> they said, "Sit down. Yeah, You're here all day. Exactly. <laughs> Get over it." Jameis Winston against 
Atlanta, yeah, we'll trust him in his comeback to the field on a full-time basis after the mop-up work against the Bears. Uh, Atlanta giving up nearly 25 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. Only eight sacks, which means he should be able to have a nice, clean pocket to deliver downfield. And then Chester Rogers, as we go off the grid a little bit, back-to-back, eight-catch game, should have had a big game against the Patriots, had a couple bounce off the chest. Yeah, that's not good for anybody. But back-to-back 11 target games, no T.Y. Hilton, no Jack Doyle, still his opportunity to be the lead man in the passing game. Those are your hot plays for week six. Now let's go to the, yes, the other side of things. The guys that you don't want to see, you don't want to touch, you don't want to play. Cold sores. The bastion (laughs) of negativity that is me. Gross. I love that. Who's gross this week? Gross over the top. Uh, Kenya Drake going up against the (laughs) Bears. You look at what what you've had over the course of the year from him. Underwhelming. Why? Because Frank Gore continues to plot along, and now this Brian Tannehill by the minute getting worse. The point spread has moved a point and a half in early morning trading ahead of this kickoff. So we've got some some madness here. 115 total yards last week, 22-yard touchdown reception, but quiet for the most part and, and really hasn't been that breakout star that you were anticipating against this Bears defense coming off a bye. I think I'll uh, clap my hands, go Vegas blackjack dealer, and say no thank you. Alex Collins going up against the Tennessee Titans. They're third best against opposing running backs, giving up fewer than 13 fantasy points per game. You look at him last week, 66 total yards against Cleveland. One game with more with the double-digit fantasy point total. Joe Flacco in that same game. Yes, three multi-touchdown games, his last four, but beset by drops. Michael Crabtree already has eight drops on the year. Eight. That, How about that? that? Is the, the over-under for that game, what is it, 12? Uh, well, that's that's the field goal kicking contest of all. It's actually at forty two. Okay, it's actually higher right. than a couple. All right, uh, Ravens, you know the slight favor, but I, I'm staying away uh, from from that side of things. You know, John Brown comes in as a back end number two. I'll take a flyer there. Otherwise, uh, no fly zone against Tennessee. Mike Vrabel really coaching well on the defensive side, getting after it. Derek Carr. We mentioned the Raiders uh, and their issues. He's got one multi touchdown game. This year, Amari Cooper, even though it's an odd, or I should say it's an even-numbered week, right? In odd numbers weeks, uh, he's been absolutely dreadful. 36 yards total on four catches, and he's got two 100-yard games in even weeks. So if you want to play that there game, you, you, can, you can roll the dice love there. love the odds and evens. But uh, I, I still say uh, beat it. Uh, and then a couple of Cardinals just because of uncertainty in terms of their output. You're looking at Larry Fitzgerald. 176 total yards through five weeks. 76 of those came back in week one where you say, see, he's still got it. And then we said, yeah, maybe he doesn't. So not so fast. And then David Johnson, you're wishing, wanting, hoping for goal line work because overall the yardage is not coming. Only one 100-yard game total on the year. The name of the day is Naheem Hines. We're getting tons of questions about him. The Colts running back going up against the Jets. Thomas O'Laughlin tweeted in, great show, guys. Flex question for PPR. Bilal Powell, Naheem Hines, or Trey Burton? Oh, the Trey Burton factor is intriguing. Uh, But I'm still going to take Hines. When you were looking at, even with Marlon Mack coming back, I would expect to see a double-digit touch count, particularly as a receiver. They're still so depleted in the, the receiving core. It's Taylor, it's Ebron, it's Hines. Let's get to our 
second mystery man clue of the day for week six in the National Football League. The first one we revealed earlier, played in two college all-star games as a tight end, but was not invited to the NFL Combine. Clue number two is... Positively dominant through his NFL career. He's got 42 receptions in four years. 42 catches in four years, but is a must-play this week at Fantasy Football. Stay tuned. We reveal the mystery man coming up in 20 minutes here on Fox Football Fantasy. Fox Football Fantasy reminder brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. It is Fox Football Fantasy. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app, Sirius XM Channel 83. And if you happen to miss it, don't worry. I've got great news. Just find the show on iTunes, subscribe to Fox Sports Radio Weekends. You can download it every single week. Coming up next, there is a Brock Osweiler sighting in the National Football League. We talk about it here on Fox Football Fantasy. This program brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Last year, over 3 million drivers switched to Progressive. Call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or visit Progressive.com today and find out if you could save. Fox Football Fantasy here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Dan Beyer. That is Mike Harmon. Glad to have you with us. Fox NFL kickoff comes up at the top of the hour, leading you into a full slate of games. Of course, NFL on Fox. We've got it. Yeah, covered here on Fox Sports Radio. Find us on Twitter if you need any fantasy questions answered. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox. Mike, they can get you at. Find me over at Sol- Swollen Dome. Reminder, we'll get a few in on air before we get off. But in 40 minutes, I'll hunker down, get another cup of coffee. I'll be with you till kickoff on Twitter at Swollen Dome. Answering your sit starts. Brock Osweiler may start this week in the National Football League. (laughs) Wow. We will get to that in just a bit. But first, let's soothe your ears with Mike Harmon's greatest hits from one week ago, taking a look back at week five in the National Football League. Mike Harmon was on his game like you would not believe. Mike Harmon's greatest hits (laughs) For week five, and, the, and Mike, you could have done a triple disc. Like, there are double discs that you could do of songs. We could have done a triple disc for what you hit a week ago. Yeah! <laughs> I was going to start just yelling, hey, I picked that guy. Oh. We're looking at Matt Breida. You look at Arizona giving up nearly 32 fantasy points per game to running backs. That's an awful lot of opportunity. Second and goal at the five. Use check offset right as a fullback. Bethard under center. Play action. Looking. Shovels it ahead. Breeder runs the middle for a touchdown. Touchdown, 49ers. Austin Hooper's the guy to look at right now. Pittsburgh, 42 targets already to tight ends. Giving up nearly 13 fantasy points per game. Hooper, Sanu, and Justin Hardy go to the right. Ryan in the gun, takes the snap. Matt looks, throws to the left side. That's Hooper the catch. Austin turns upfield and busts the 40 to the 41 for an Atlanta first down. He spun Larry Fort and then raced up the field for a pickup of right at 14 and a first down. How about Cortland Sutton? Why? Because I want redemption. He got screwed because Emmanuel Sanders didn't look up for the ball during the swinging gate at the end of the game, leaving Sutton to be the villain. Now he has redemption against the New York Football Jets. Keenum in the shotgun, takes the snap, looks right, bounces around, protection is excellent, he floats to his right, floats one back of the end zone, Sutton makes the catch, touchdown Denver! That's the first NFL touchdown reception for the second round draft choice out of Southern Methodist. 
Ah, the Cortland Sutton fan club starts with one Mike Harmon as well. There we go. Very good. From Changing of the guard, buddy, even, even though Case Cannon's the guy flinging it. <laughs> full, full disclosure, I didn't realize that we had gotten a call from Mission Control on the other side of the ah, glass. Yeah, so the we, red light started so we flashing, went, yeah, scramble. So we, went to, we went to play the Harmon's greatest hits, and we were just put on like a five-second hold. That's all that, that happened. Plus, everybody had to get ready to you, hear the... You sold it well, though, Dan. <laughs> the, the, uh, good times here on Fox Football Fantasy. I'm not sure how good a times are going to have in Miami today because Ryan Tannehill may not start against the Bears. It's sounding, and it's looking more and more like Brock Osweiler could get the start for Miami against Chicago today in a game that is the Dolphins back home after two crushing defeats, one at the hands of the Patriots two weeks ago, and then last week a game that they seem to have in hand in Cincinnati and let it slip away thanks to two turnovers from Ryan Tannehill in their own territory. Now Tannehill may not go against a Bears defense that would call for Brock Osweiler. Yeah, I think the Bears are now 100% played in all daily fantasy leagues. <laughs> so if you place any other defense, just hope they outscore the Bears. Yep. Uh, opportunity there. Here's Stacy Dales on Twitter, at Stacy Dales. I just said hello and talked briefly to Dolphins coach Adam Gase. I said, can I ask anything about your quarterback, Ryan Tannehill? He said no. Then I said, so you don't know if he's playing. He threw his hands up in the air. As if to say he didn't know. Wow. How about so that? even the head coach doesn't know. <laughs> I Just start, throw your hands up. I, I started to do a Tannehill search in Twitter, and it gives you a lot of the usual things that pop up. Tannehill, spelled T-A-N-N-A, was one of the options. So how about people, that? Yeah, people don't even know how to spell Ryan Tannehill's name. Uh, it's T-A-N-N-E. No respect, Dan. No, no respect. I know. But yeah, Kenny Stills downgrade him. Down to a back-end number three. Uh, some upside, perhaps for daily leagues, depending on the valuation uh, on what you're using. But when we're looking at trying to stretch the field, and, I mean, unless Brock Osweiler just says to hell with it, uh, I've got no no stake in the game as a full-time starter. I'm just going to wing it around, which is always a possibility. The more likely scenario is a heavy dosage of Frank Gore and Drake with the ball tucked into their guts to try to gain whatever they can. Another reason outside of maybe seeing what Brock Osweiler may have in store, Doug Gottlieb's going to be working the sidelines there you for go. Fox. Yeah, so work on Doug's show during the week here on Fox Sports Radio. So peep Doug out today. He's on the sidelines of Bears-Dolphins He's brushing Fox, 1 o'clock Eastern time. Yeah, he's brushing up on his Brandon Whedon stats and factoids. <laughs> the the uh, uh, Brock Osweiler. Yes. Uh, Brock yeah. Osweiler. Sorry, Whedon, Whedon's over in, in the planet Houston. Yep. It's Brock Osweiler, uh, and we'll talk about his contract, and they'll do one of those graphics of him traveling back and forth, one of those things, uh, as we go through. But on the Bears' side of things, just for a moment, uh, no, Anthony Miller had a dislocated shoulder. Uh, seems to have rectified things, uh, where the sleeve and everything uh, for the Bears. Uh, he, he's a number four in terms of your fantasy wideouts down there. Taylor Gabriel is intriguing. I know people after the game against Tampa wanted to bounce him well up the rankings. I think that's a bit premature. Let's see what happens here. Burton and Robinson, your sure plays. I like Trubisky more as a daily guy to to go a little against the grain because I think most of your your dollars in that atmosphere are going to be spent on Mahomes and Brady and and those high point totals, Winston and, and Matt Ryan. But I think Trubisky here, I, I there's no pass rush from Miami. 
two of their best pass rushers aren't available. They've got some injuries in the back seven. There, there's an opportunity here for the Bears offense with a week off to still come through uh, with flying colors. And I mentioned some of the stats earlier is you got the Bears and the Dolphins to date two of the top five teams against quarterbacks for fantasy point purposes. I think we put an asterisk next to that and see how it plays today. The Browns are home to the L.A. Chargers today. That's a 1 o'clock Eastern time start. The Browns are severely shorthanded at wide receiver. I mean, you've got Jarvis Landry and Antonio Callaway. Uh, they uh, brought in Richard Pyramid this How week. How about that? Coming in uh, after his uh, – did he even have a catch with the Ravens? Like, I, like I'm not even sure. That's a good point. Like, I don't think was, I don't think he ever did. Yeah, it was it was a it was a Kevin White esque career with the uh, with the the Ravens. Did Perriman have the point being is the Raven? Or excuse me, the Browns are going to have to figure out a way to maybe move the ball through the air against the Chargers. And Mike, I I'm not saying play Duke Johnson, but maybe this is the week where you know the uh, squeaky wheel gets the oil, if you will. There were reports out of Cleveland that he's frustrated with his role. Amazing, considering the Browns have already doubled their win total from the last two years combined, but that Duke Johnson hasn't necessarily been happy. You've got a Chargers team that we know likes to uh, to put some points up on the board, but for a Cleveland team that doesn't have a lot of pass catchers out there, maybe maybe a Duke Johnson could be interesting today for the Cleveland Browns. Well, remember what, before they shuffled up their receiving core, he was – rumored to be potentially moving to wide receiver full-time, mm-hmm. right? Because of what they were doing. They bring in Nick Chubb. You already have – you go and you sign Carlos Hyde that he was an odd man out in the backfield that they would then take him and he would be uh, part of the receiving core. Instead, now he's a, a guy averaging six, seven touches a game. Still a decent decent number of targets in a couple of the games, but not, not overall uh, an overwhelming t- – Touch count. So here's an opportunity today, Perriman. Forty three catches by by quick yeah. research uh, stat. One more than the mystery man. Four, 40, 40, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Forty three <laughs> catches for fewer than six hundred yards uh during his three years in Baltimore before getting cut this preseason. But uh when we look at it, Duke Johnson I I think has to have a role in this game, right? You're you're looking at so many injuries uh, and Baker Mayfield has to find a target, maybe a little outlet. from Because, you know, the Chargers are going to do whatever they can to get a pass rush and, and force the ball out of out of Baker's hands. He has shown to be turnover-friendly uh, at times. So this is one of those games, even though you don't have Joey Bosa, that you'd bring a little extra heat and try to shake it up. Chargers, uh, still Joe Barksdale's dinged up uh, one of their tackles and Russell Lacoon questionable again. So, if they aren't at full strength, could be a maybe a decent day for Miles Garrett and that Browns defense getting after the quarterback in Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers, this he was on the cold sore list of uh, a guy that I can't endorse as a, mm-hmm. a QB one, high end QB two. I mean, multiple touchdowns every game this year, so it's hard to shuffle him to the bench altogether. But certainly, this is a much more difficult proposition than I think most would have anticipated. And Keenan Allen, zero touchdowns since week one. Right? He's only got one on the year. And Mike so, Mike Williams disappears as yeah. quickly as he arrives on the scene. You've got some injuries to the other parts of, of the receiving core. Antonio Gates is still, I mean, he's limited, right? You're, you're going to have some feast and famine opportunities when it comes to him. It's really Gordon and Eckler are your two most trustworthy 
uh, consistent players right now. Fox Football Fantasy is brought to you by Geico. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Will revenge be on the mind of one of uh, one of the NFL's better running backs? We'll talk about that after Brian Fenley gives us the latest of what's happening in the world of sports. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, guys. First, before we get into all that football chatter, quick note on Major League Baseball. The Astros' Carlos Correa broke a 2-2 tie in the ALCS opener last night versus the Red Sox. And Correa lines it into the center field. That's going to get down for a base hit. Bregman around third. He scores. Gurriel will go to third. A go-ahead RBI single for Correa and the 3-2 Astros lead. Houston would go on to win 7-2, and tonight is Game 2 at 7.09 Eastern in Boston. Hey, great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. In the NFL, Dolphins could be without quarterback Ryan Tannehill, questionable with a shoulder injury. NFL Network is reporting Redskins running back Adrian Peterson is expected to play today despite knee, shoulder, and ankle injuries. And the Texans quarterback in Deshaun Watson, who's nursing lung and chest bruises, likely to start. And Bengals wideout John Ross is questionable with a groin injury. Guys, this is a miss because he's fast. He has been clocked at a 40-yard dash time at 4-2-2. John Ross, yeah, a speedster. But heck, we, we made jokes about Prashad Perriman not living up to the hype. John Ross was one of those high risers in the draft and ended up being a high pick of the Cincinnati Bengals and right now not living up to the status of where he was taken in that draft. Well, he had the highs and lows, right? Because the the high of scoring his first touchdown, the low of pulling up lame as he got to the end zone. <laughs> He's Mike Carvin. I'm Dan Beyer. That's Brian Fenley. Thanks, Brian. Brian will join us in the feud in about 12 minutes or so. We got to reveal the mystery, man. I, only know, I, I know we only revealed a couple of clues, but we got to get the guy that you got to play this week in the National Football League. Played in two college all-star games as a tight end, but wasn't invited to the Combine. Throughout his career, just 42 catches in four years, but this week is a must-play in the National Football League, and who would that be? We like our matchup opportunities. How about one more stat for you before I reveal? Oh, okay. 29 collegiate co- complete, uh, receptions, seven for touchdowns. Oh, okay. There you go. Oh, hey. There you go. One out of every four. Op- efficient. Uh, op- op- optional. Uh, efficiency uh, away we go. Uh, CJ Azuma is right. going to be our our yes. deep mystery man. Let's be play. honest. You were trying mystery to make sure, man. You were trying to make sure you said Azuma right, so that's why we had the fumbles. You well, know, you yeah, know, you, sometimes you're running towards the goal line yeah. and and yeah. you just get ahead of yourself because you're thinking of your celebration. Uh, but yes, yeah, CJ Azuma. We've got injuries at tight end. You've got maybe a couple of guys coming back. Say a Greg Olson. Maybe you don't trust it. Maybe you don't trust that he's going to be able to get through whatever his snap count is coming back for the Panthers. Some of your other must plays that just haven't lived up to the hype for you here. We go a little bit deeper where we know Pittsburgh, and and you heard the clip from the greatest hits a little bit earlier, just how many targets tight ends are seeing with regularity against Pittsburgh. I think this is another opportunity. They'll sell out. There's going to be some openings in the middle of the field. If he gets a clean release, you'll have a couple of receptions down the seam. Son of a buck, 26 tweets in. Drew Brees is on a bye, so he's got Andy Dalton or Blake Bortles. It's got to be Dalton, right? It's going to be Dalton. We're going to go Dalton. We're going to go Roadhouse, and we're going to like it. 
uh, especially if I'm going to try to promote CJ Azuma. <laughs> We're going to go uh, deeper. Uh, Tyler Boyd, one of the guys on our hot play list, obviously A.J. Green, uh, and you look at Joe Mixon out of the backfield, a lot of opportunity. Uh, Blake Bortles, my, my big hope is that, A, he doesn't find another lineman's helmet uh, and that you get a little bit of value from him as a runner. Welcome back, uh, London Games, as we're coming to you live yeah. from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Raiders taking on the Seahawks today. Marshawn Lynch was one of your hot plays. Derek Carr, one of your cold sores as the Raiders take on those Seahawks at Wembley. Like the opportunity here for Lynch. All, all signs for a game script point to him at least seeing the rock in any goal line situations not going to sting him again and i have to wonder you know there's a lot of scuttlebutt about john gruden and just what his vision is for the quarterback position doesn't look like it has Derek carr's face uh in the picture uh, in his mind right now uh especially after some of the turnovers have just been inexcusable he had one multi-touchdown game that was a four touchdown performance against the Browns earlier this year. Otherwise, he's been quiet. Amari Cooper's been contained. And they keep saying, well, we we see it on tape. There's opportunities. Yet on game day, they're not making any of those connections. They've had two good games and three where he's been a bystander. So uh, fearful for that combination here against Seattle. Defense playing, I think, much better than, than most would expect given the attrition. On the other side, Yes, you've got to try to pick your poison out of the running game. Is it Mike Davis? Is it is it going to be Chris Carson? Uh, I'll take Carson slightly yeah. higher uh, here. Again, we're watching that workload go back and forth. And then Russell Wilson, uh, get him on, get him over, get him in. Baldwin, high-end number two, Lockett still in as a three, uh, but certainly Russell Wilson, a guy I'm playing with confidence. Okay, th- mark this for next week. I'm just – Get, get it ready for this because this could be a bonus track there you go. on Mike Harmon's greatest hits. Look for David Moore of the Seahawks to make a play today against the Raiders. The point being, you mentioned Doug Baldwin and his knee. They're hoping to get better, but it has not been a factor at all this season. Right. Tyler Lockett seems to be the only guy. Brandon Marshall now is doesn't seem to really fit. Never really got connected with no. Russell Wilson. Plus, they're dinged up at tight end. Even Nick Vanette, who's seen some action not necessarily healthy. They lost Will Disley, the rookie, for a while. David Moore to make a play today against the Raiders. I like the way you're talking. Yeah. Brandon Marshall's chief value right now is as a blocker, Yep, which yeah. is something he's always done very well. Uh, and if you were going to tell the complete tale of him and Alshon Jeffrey as players, uh, those those are skills because we always you know mock Jimmy Graham for his unwillingness to do so. So give some credit to a couple of wide receivers who like to mix it up. So we'll do that as well. The Jets take on the Colts today in a game at MetLife Stadium. What? 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 It actually is return of the Mac. Marlon Mack back in the starting lineup. I know Naheem Hines is a guy that Mike says could still take some of the flavor, but when you have Marlon Mack back, it's not just return of the back. It is actually Return of the Mac. If only Mark Morrison made season debut of the Mac in a song, it would be a lot better. But Marlon Mack finally going to play for the Colts today. We're just going to get you in the studio and do that remix, Dan, and and we'll have you lay down the vocals. Listen, I had a buddy who did not like any pop music, did not like any R&B, hip-hop, or anything. He would sit in our basement in college and smoke with this song on repeat. 
the single. He would just smoke his cigarettes in our basement and would listen to Return of the Mac all the time. It is a song. I don't know of anybody that doesn't like that song. That's I, pretty I don't good. Know of anyone. I would I prefer Rebirth of the Cool by the Afghan Wigs, but I'm down with that. <laughs> I, That's good. I would rather see Mark Morrison in concert than watch Colts Jets today. That is true. That is Yes, to hear this, uh, uh, the the four minutes of this song got to be better than the three hours we're going to see at MetLife Stadium today, right? Who wants to see Andrew Luck throw five-yard passes when you could see Mark Morrison get everyone on their feet? Come on, he could still push it down 15 or 20. Last week, Chester Rogers, one of the guys we're looking at here, right? Eight catches on 11 targets back-to-back weeks. He had one, a perfect strike from Luck. It was about a 25-yard pass that he just flat-out dropped. And we were here in the Geico studios, Jason Smith and myself, and I just threw my hands in the air going, we've been calling on it for five plus weeks for Andrew Luck to actually arch and throw the ball downfield. It was perfect. It was a perfect throw, and he dropped it. And then later on, he's got to play in the end zone. Not, Not an easy ball, a little bit of degree of difficulty to it, but again, Hits him squarely in the chest. Yeah. Well, that's why he's Chester Rogers. I, I yeah. sense yeah. a stick. Nicely yeah. done. I, <laughs> put the I sense him stick him there. Uh, and so we'll see if, if that works. But certainly he's still a play. A- Andrew Luck back-to-back uh, top five fantasy finishes. You got injuries in the Jets secondary. On the other side, you're looking at the, the Jets offense. Isaiah Crowell, who was the hero a week ago. There was a lot of things that worked out perfectly against the Broncos for the, the perfect storm of a big big plays for Robbie Anderson a couple times, and then you look at the big runs from Crowell. <laughs> Crowell banged up, was back at practice on Friday, but they've been kind of uh, noncommittal in terms of what his I, status truly is. I will say this, and I, and I apologize because I, I can't remember what happened during Harmon's greatest hits, but he did say last week, if you're going to play Robbie Anderson – this is the last week to do it. And he ended up three catches with those two big touchdowns. Uh, Jets, Colts today. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's going to be a repeat, but no. Jets, Colts could be somewhat intriguing. Colts playing some decent defense Yeah, on a relative basis. I mean, it's the we weren't expecting world beaters, but they've they've risen up a time. I like I like them today, actually. The the Jets are the home team. Jets bought a field goal, two-and-a-half-point favorite. I like, like the Colts today. You mentioned Chester Rogers dropping the pass from Andrew Luck. Nick Williams dropped a touchdown for the Titans in their game against oh, yeah. the Bills. Wide open. Would have given him the lead and likely the win. He was cut this week. So, yeah, yeah, cutthroat in Nashville as the Titans take on the Ravens in a game that's we expect to be low scoring. You said the over-under is what, like 42? 42, expecting a field goal opportunity. So, Ryan, suck up owners out there. You're fired up. Baltimore, number one in the National Football League in yards allowed, allowed at Tennessee, number three. There so you have it. Nice defense, and easy. Defenses rain in Nashville. There's going to be some rain in certain spots in the National Football League. We'll tell you where next here on Fox Football Fantasy. Fox Football Fantasy here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Bayer. Coming to you live for the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Scott Bricks tweets in. He's got a tight end issue in a half PPR league. Cameron Brait and the Buccaneers going up against the Falcons today. Or Trey Burton and the Bears in Miami to face the Dolphins? We give a slight edge to Trey Burton, uh, just looking at him as being a safety valve for Mitchell Trubisky, looking at more of him, Tariq Cohen, uh, in that split that he has with Jordan Howard. Those are going to be your two uh, big targets. Uh, When you look at Brait, there's too many other mouths to feed. I like him, but in this 
one one or the other. I'll, I'll take Burton a couple of slots higher. If I favorite your tweet, it means we answered it on the air. And if you missed our answer, just go to iTunes, subscribe to Fox Sports Radio Weekends. That's radio, not radio. That's okay. Yeah, I Fox couldn't Sports get radio operational weekends. efficiency out three times <laughs> earlier. You can download the show every single week, including right after today's show, so you can catch it before kickoff coming up at 1 o'clock Eastern time. And Mike Cunningham has got a Tevin Coleman or Sony Michelle oh. question. Sony Michelle questionable today. But I still got to be Coleman, right? It's I mean, Coleman. Yeah. yeah, it's Coleman. I expect big things from Sony Michelle. Would like to see you get him in his in your lineup as well. Uh, but certainly Tevin Coleman is far and away the better play. Just with this matchup is, and certainly the over-under is nice and tasty. Let's get the family together and play the feud. All right, top six answers on the board. Yes, just six. All right, Fox family made up of Mike Harmon, Ryan Dennis, Sam Kinsley, and Brian Fenley. Guys, as of this minute, this minute right now, the six NFL teams to never have played a game in London. Yes, as of this minute, there are six teams who have never played a game in London. Looking for those six teams, three strikes, a pass is available as well. If you don't know it, play the pass, we'll reveal an answer. You don't have to answer it, but then nobody else can use the pass again. We start with Mike Harmon. As of this minute, six teams to have never played a game in London. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> Seahawks are playing today against the Oakland Raiders at Old Wembley. Show me the Seahawks. Yes, playing their first game Clever. in Seattle. Or, excuse me, in London are the Seattle Seahawks. Moving over to Ryan Dennis. Not 100% positive, but I think they'll have one here in a couple weeks, but the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans next week do play in London. Show me the Titans. Ah, Tennessee on the board there as the Titans are one of six teams who have never played a game in London. Over to Sam Kinsley. I think that the Packers have not gone over the pond. Interesting. Green Bay Packers, we know about their brand across the country, but that brand, has it gone worldwide? Not yet. The Green Bay Packers on the board, three for three. One of the reasons you'd have to think, guys, is because Green Bay is such a draw when they go to visiting stadiums that teams wouldn't want to give up that home game. And so, yeah, so Green Bay has not gone overseas. Over to Brian Fenley. Guys, okay, so we know the San Diego Chargers have played overseas, but what about the L.A. Chargers? Does that count? Well, that would count That would count just because of them being the Chargers organization. Uh, okay. But if you want to use the Chargers, <laughs> we sure can. Show me. Chargers. Yeah, we had to take the answer, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It was a good, good way to get around it. But I tried. It was a good, hey. good effort. Yeah. All right, let's go over to Mike Harmon. One strike on the board. As of this minute, the six teams who have never played a game in London – Seahawks, Titans, and Packers already off the board. Reminder that Fox Football Fantasy is brought to you by Discover. Become a new card member and Discover card will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Uh, Looking at the board, the Bengals gone over yet? Certainly not remembering it. Have they taken their stripes overseas? Show me Bengals. They have. The Bengals have. It's just it's not in our memory because everybody wanted to forget about it. Exactly. Uh, the uh, Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals, two strikes on the board, didn't make our list. Over to Ryan Dennis. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. The Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles, did they make the list? 
Yes, there they've never go. been to London. That changes later this year when they take on the Jaguars in a couple of weeks in London. All right, two teams left on the board. Top six answers, teams who have never played in London. Sam, it is up to you. Uh, I have a hunch uh, that the Dallas Cowboys may never have oh, gone over. Oh, the Dallas Cowboys. But they I are, could be wrong. They are America's team, but are they Great Britain's team is the real question. How about them Cowboys? No! Oh, no! no. no. Oh. Brian, did you have a guess that we didn't get to yet? Did you have another guess at all? Well, I, I, it certainly wasn't going to be the Jaguars because they live over there. Sure. But what about the Cleveland Browns? Oh, uh, the Cleveland Browns? Nope, they weren't. The two teams who have never played over there that we didn't get on our list are the Carolina Panthers. Okay. And n- number two, Houston Texans. Yes, How the about Houston that? Texans playing in Mexico City, but never in London. Are you ready for week six, Mike Harmon? I'm jacked up about it. No question about it. Chiefs Patriots, the dandy tonight. Enjoy, everyone. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.